And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. down the line, the Jerry Rafferty song that she covers with a reggae beat. I was thinking about her today in New York. I remember uh, being a nobody punk kid and hanging out with my friend uh, who's a writer on SNL, Eddie Gordetsky, and he said, we're going to see Bonnie Raitt, Jones Beach. And I said, yeah, I got no money. I'll do whatever. And uh, suddenly we're sitting in the front row. We see this great concert. And he said, we're going backstage. I go, what do you mean? He goes, we're going backstage. Do you remember what that's like? The first time, maybe you've never gone backstage. This was the first time I was going backstage. Didn't know what to expect. Rock and roll, drugs, partying. And we walk back and Eddie is there and Bonnie Raitt's with her big, uh, with her band and a lot of people. And she runs right up to Eddie and says, Eddie, Good to see you, my friend, and I'm so impressed with Eddie Gordetsky that he knows Bonnie Raitt. And then she turns to me and she goes, Quiet, everybody. I want to introduce you to somebody. This young man right here, Spike Ferriston, just got hired on David Letterman as a writer, and we're going to give him a round of applause. It's a big moment <laughs> in his life. Wow. How about that? Wow. And uh, I was blown away. Blown away. And uh, I don't know. It just popped into my head. When I was thinking nice, what song to play. It's nice to open with your best story. It's a good story. It's a story I, that I had forgotten until I was, what am I going to open the show with? And then I thought about Bonnie Raitt and how much I loved her. And uh, I guess she used to hang out with Eddie, too, um, because in the middle of the night, I would get phone calls. Remember in New York when there was just nothing to do except watch public access yeah. and call each other unless you were going out? Yeah. We Ed, Ed, Eddie Gordetsky and I, he's a, uh, a very, uh, I think he's doing Mom. I think he worked on that Charlie Sheen show at uh, CBS. Very accomplished guy. But uh, he and I would sit up watching public access psychics and try to get each other's name in it. And, and we did it like five nights a week. And then every once in a while, the phone would ring at three in the morning and it would be Bonnie Raitt or some Elvis Costello or just somebody he was hanging out with. Really fun. Anyway, hi, everybody. I had an agent in New York who said she was married to Elvis Costello. And uh, she used to tell me stories all about him. And she was my agent for years. Don't even remember her name. And then it turned out later, 
that she never was. <laughs> <laughs> what was the story you were telling Would me? Would you like to hear that story again? I, that's Hell's a great, no, that is a great crazy story. Well, this one's, this is a different this story. This is a different story, but this is a couple, of, it's definitely a good bookend to it. Let's go back even a few years before that, before we didn't even have agents. We're going down to mid 70s, 76, 77, me and Larry Miller hanging out at the comic strip, just uh, having fun, doing stand up, no idea of anything. So this guy approaches uh, Larry. He says, I'm a uh, personal manager. I'd like to meet with you. I think you're very talented. Of course, Larry's uh, thrilled. He, he uh, <laughs> takes the guy's number. We're sitting there at the bar afterwards. Wow, I met this guy. He wants to manage me. Oh, my God. We never met anybody who was in show business. <laughs> the actual thing. <laughs> Larry goes to the guy's office the next day, very nice office, sitting there, distinguished looking guy, jacket, little pocket square, and he's, they're talking and talking and talking, and while they're talking, another guy comes in and starts going through the drawers of this man's desk. The, the, the man, should I say the name of the guy? Yeah, sure, why not? Of His name is Saint St. Clair. He's got a meeting with Saint St. Clair. He's got a meeting, Larry's got a meeting with Saint St. Clair. <laughs> Sounds like something, right? Yes. <laughs> We don't even realize that's the fakest sounding name you've ever heard. <laughs> so he's just sitting there, and this guy is uh, rifling through the drawers of St. St. Clair's desk. He walks out, and Larry says to St. St. Clair, who was that? And St. St. Clair says, I don't know. That's incredible. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I love the St. St. Clair story. I, that was the first time I'd heard it. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's going through my desk or whose desk I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> or whose name I'm using. <laughs> Saint Saint Clair. Saint Saint Clair. If you're out there, please get in touch. Yeah. Well, welcome to Spike Scar Radio. This is one of the OG shows, Earth, Wind and Fire. I'm still unclear who is who. Do you guys know who's Earth? No. Who's yeah. wind? Who's fire? Are you Earth, Jerry? No, you're Earth. He's wind, I'm fire. <laughs> there you have I it. I be wind. <laughs> um, let's start with the GT3. You know, when, when you last left me, I was complaining a lot, and I apologize for that. Um, I've since taken the car out into the canyons uh, with, with Jerry. You were there. Mm -hmm. And uh, most importantly, starting with Porsche Connect, um, some one of the listeners, and, and forgive me, I'll find his name. He had a really weird name. Told me how to auto log in. Um, and it worked. It finally worked, Zuckerman. The car turns on now. It logs in itself, and you won't have to deal with this stuff. So I'm going to turn the car back over to you tomorrow. And it's done thanks to the amazing listeners of Spike's Car Radio. But only one of them really knew how to do this. I'm glad you took care of it because I, I, it really it ruined the experience for me. I wasn't going to drive it again. Yeah, yeah. Not Did you, you deal with it. it when you got in the car? Yes, and I found it very frustrating. I found that I, I had driven probably a mile down the street without paying attention to driving, just trying to get that screen to go off. Jacob, and, yeah. Jacob Flying Camel, Instagram name. Thank you. You, st I still had to go through quite a bit of trouble, and of course I heard from many, many people who were also having it, and, and trips to the dealership and the rest. We also heard that Porsche Connect has heard our complaints and may do something about it, which is nice. But I don't want to belabor the point. It's done. It's ready for you to drive. It's just, it took a week of uh, nonsense. Um, but the car, Zuckerman. 
You the called car me last the Sunday. Canyon. You called me very what excited. Did I say? You said you figured out what this car is about and where to use it. You were yeah. losing your mind. What car were you in, Jerry? I forget. You were behind me. I was in uh, lightweight nine three RS. Oh no, that was last. Was it the seventy three lightweight? Yeah, yeah, it was the seventy three lightweight. Seventy three right. RS lightweight. Um, and I was not driving fast because I had young Jack in the car as well. But the fluidity of the experience, the grippy, grippy grip of those it's tires. It's really more the synaptic closure. Do you know, when you're in a car that, that is performing well, what you're enjoying is the fact that what you're thinking is happening quickly. Because obviously the thought has to go to the motor drive of your muscles, then to the... Uh, the connectivity of the car through the tie rods, through the rubber, you know, till the act, till the car actually moves. So the time between that thought, I think I'm just going to slide left a little, to the car actually doing it. That length of time is what thrills the sports car enthusiasts. And the, how the, tight, how tight is the reaction to the thought? The first time I ever felt that was in the Tangerine Seventy Three RS. Right. Right. But that car was just an extension of my thinking. I'd love to yeah. discuss that car with you when you have a moment. <clears throat> yeah, both of us yeah, would. Anytime. You know. And Sam, Anytime. too. We'd all like to get back in. <laughs> can we cleave it up into four pieces? <laughs> we can always have a conversation. <laughs> Nothing is ever for off the, the market table. to go down, which yes. it doesn't seem to do. But anyway, the car is amazing, Zuckerman. The I car can't... is amazing. I, I drove it like two miles on a straight road. But just being in it with spike driving... I could not believe, I, I could feel just as a passenger that this is a completely different um, interactive platform of car, driver to car to pavement. The question I have is, you, you were mentioning your 991 GT3 RS, and, yeah. and you're feeling that the 992 GT3 is, is, so, is such an improvement, but I wonder objectively, in terms of time around the ring or, or something like that, how different it actually is. You would think, well, what do I know about time around the ring? How could I possibly tell the, the, the difference between a, a, a wishbone suspension and what it used to have? But you can. But you can. You yeah. can. It does yeah. feel different. Yeah. It feels better. I, and that's always the great mystery. How can they make it always <clears> feel better <throat> where you think they were at the ultimate end of, of development? They're not, they don't have anything else to do is the answer <laughs> to that question. they they got to spend a whole week every week doing something. Yeah, well put. What can we do? Right. Well, well done, Porsche. But... Are you getting yeah. one, Jerry? I mean, you were no, really I'm not. taken by it. I'm not. You're not. Because it doesn't fit. Like, so I'm in the 991 GT3 RS coming up here, and it is uh, a more compliant ride than your GT3. It is quieter. Um, it's smaller. Think about that statement That's right there. That's a weird statement. The that quieter. Quieter. No RS than would be quieter than touring. a GT3 Touring. Than a GT3 Touring. So they're, they're kind of playing games here with the name. My RS is a better touring car than your touring. Okay, <laughs> that's the title of today's episode. Yeah. My, yeah. My is, <laughs> it's true. He's it's not true. wrong. He's not. Now wrong. it doesn't. It doesn't have that same um, um, fine uh, focus that your car has. That's a dramatic difference that you will feel, and you'll be thrilled by it. Um, 
But I have I, I I don't like the larger size. Yeah. But the the experience is so addictive, and I honestly, I'm I'm not because I'm on this show. I can admit things I wouldn't admit anyplace else. I have not stopped thinking about it because mm-hmm. when you experience a new, more advanced sensation than you've ever felt before in a car. You know, if you're a car person, that's like a lightning bolt into your skull. You go, yeah, yeah. wow, that was better than anything I've ever felt. Yeah, yeah. That's happened a couple times with me in your car, the 74 911. That is, it's a feeling you don't forget. Yeah. It's a drive Any you never forget. Any new Porsche should make you feel like everybody else on the road is a slug but me. Yeah, yeah. That's how you should feel. That you have, what did you tell me, the best pair of tennis shoes? And everyone else is in, in dress shoes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. If you need a car, Collecting Cars has some right now. You can go there. They have a 1959 Ferrari 250 GT Coupe Pininfarina. Look at that car. Uh, beautiful classic Grand Tour, benefiting from a full engine rebuild, braking system overhaul. Under the hood is the numbers matching 3.0 Tipo 128 Colombo V8. 212 horsepower back then. That's what made a Ferrari, you guys. Isn't full that amazing? Rebuild. Let's see what else they have. You don't, you don't believe that? I believe it. I'd like to uh, ask a few more questions. Here's uh, here's a car, 64 Ford Mustang hardtop Indy 500 pace car. Eye-catching Ford Mustang Coupe, Indianapolis 500 pace car, factory built, numbered, replica. This car is an official tribute to the three convertible Mustangs modified for the pace car duties in 1964 race and is presented in very good condition. I thought a car like that came up recently with us, Suckerman. Do you remember that? Let's mm-hmm. see the Ferrari. Hold on. Here, you can look at that. Here, just tear it off. Tear that piece off right there. And Superbike Sunday consignment now is coming up live from the 17th to the 24th. Following the success of Supercar Sunday in March, Collecting Cars is launching a special global auction event just for Superbikes in April. Consignments are invited for the dedicated online-only auction event for Superbike owners around the world, bringing together a variety of high-performance bikes. Lots of great bikes. Look at that. 2008 Ducati Desmondici Arar. 2022 collecting cars and now motorcycles why sell your cars anywhere else no ordinary auction no ordinary cars and lots of cool stuff be careful with that microphone mr seinfeld all right lots going on you guys so yeah so the reason i i i haven't ordered the gt3 is because i i like i always like the rs flavor i like i want the ultimate flavor the end of the uh, formula. What what is the you know most concentrated formula? And um, have they announced? Demands patience. What are we waiting for? Shouldn't we know by now about RSs, GT3 RSs, 992s, and GT2 RSs? Why would they? Why would they tell us about something when they're trying to sell us what they currently have? This is their game. They don't have they're anything. Gonna, they're going to. Well, we got a GT3. We got lucky. Thanks to Dean. Yes, we got a GT4 RS. Thanks to our friends Thanks in Florida. Thanks to our friends in Florida. Um, Did you, uh, I was going to say, I think I sent you Doug DeMuro's GT4 RS. I watched all of it. How about the drive? He lost it on the drive. That's my favorite thing, when someone loses it on the drive. Yeah. I like to go back 10 and 15 years and watch someone lose it in cars that aren't that fast anymore. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. But I was thinking just about Doug DeMuro's presentation. His likability is so high, yeah, and he's goofy yeah. at the same time. Yeah. He doesn't mind being goofy. Yeah. What, what, what is that? You, you, when you watch, what makes him so good at what he does? It's the same thing that makes Chris Harris good. They're genuine in their enthusiasm. Mm. Right. Their enthusiasm is genuine, and we recognize that. 
and uh, those guys will always do well in the car. These other guys that try to be polished, they try to be, you know, um, funny or interesting. It's, it's horrible. Let me see. <laughs> uh, are, are you are you really enjoying this driving this car? Yeah. I could, yeah. You could tell. Yeah. You can tell. You could tell. Did you watch it? You did. You sent it to me. I know. I did. did you yeah. watch it? Yeah, that yeah. wasn't the yeah. question. No, no. You, know, you did send it to me. I did watch it. Jerry is a student. He's a student of YouTube. He has all sorts of favorite uh, automotive YouTubers. And uh, Jason Camisa just came out with a, a video, a Lucid, a Plaid, and a 20-year-old M5. He did a, um, a quarter mile with the, those three cars, and the M5, M5 got to start at 70 miles an hour. The other two cars standing start, and it's still lost. There's a 20-year-old sure. car, but it was, you know, pretty yeah. much That's, a very that fast is remarkable. Car. Who are your yeah, favorite obscure automotive YouTubers? I love Savage Geese. Those guys are fantastic. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> they're uh, two weird guys. <laughs> the, one guy's really techy, uh, but they're but they 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 don't choke in front of the lens. That's I can't stand people that the camera goes on and you see the fear in their eyes and the throat tightens up and I, I can't watch that. And where is you Savage know, Don't Geese? get on camera if you don't belong there. Right. Or do another take. <laughs> do another take. <laughs> you don't have a crew wrapped around. You just keep shooting. I like seeing through glass. That guy's another guy who has very genuine enthusiasm. A British guy. I don't even know his name. <laughs> it helps to be British in this game. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah, they're yeah. good with words. Yes. But please, please, somebody... <laughs> Somebody make a list of cliches we don't want to hear anymore. Yes. Nobody's mind is blown. Okay. <laughs> what else? What other cliches really? Nothing goes to 11. Stop stealing from Spinal Tap. We're sick of it. On every road test, this one, this is a turbo, so this one, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really helpful tip from Jerry, and he's right about it. I've actually taken this tip. We've been writing for so long again. You get lazy, and, and you, you gravitate towards cliches, and you won't have it. No, because all, we're all you, sick of it. We're all sick of it. It's your job. It's my job to come up with something new. With a new a cliche. Yeah. Sweet Fancy Moses. That was that moment. If you don't think he walks the walk. He said, we're not going to do, oh my God, what else do you got? <laughs> and we panicked. And then Jeff, Jeff Schaefer said, sweet, fancy Moses. You went, yes. <laughs> and it's in his script. And now you can't use that either. <laughs> now I'm getting angry. Porsche. Don't tell me it goes like stink. Oh. Or a scalded cat. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> a scalded cat. <laughs> do you ever think about uh, doing your own YouTube channel? Yeah. No. No. Oh, yeah, I have thought about it. In the future. Yeah. That will be our next project yeah, after, yeah, after yeah. this. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's the only thing people are watching. But I'll tell you, this uh, Jason Camisa video, the production mm -hmm. that went into it, it was kind of blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, slow-mo stuff. They're really putting some money into these things now. He's very good. Yeah. Very good. I really, uh, I really like to look at these guys and uh, figure out what makes them have all of these followers. But you're right. They're, they have genuine enthusiasm. They don't care about how they dress. Right. They don't even care. Nobody cares either. And uh, they get cool cars. And if they can drive, <clears throat> if they can really drive. Yeah. Like Chris yeah. Harris. Yeah. I or Jethro Bovington. Yeah. He can really drive. He's great too. Yeah. 
Well, you've made some people really happy tonight, Jerry. Yeah. Imagine what they're going to be doing when they hear this. These savage geese guys. And I also like the savage the, geese. These what, savage are they, are they oh, American or are they English? Or? Yeah, no, they're American, English. but they're super um, knowledgeable and technical. Right. And and they, they first they put the car up on a lift and they go through everything that's different about this one. And uh, I, I don't know what these guys do for a living. I can't believe they do this. That's it. That's yeah. it. You can't do anything else. If you're putting the car in the lift and going through each part. Yeah, that's it. Pierre that's Hadari, for you Mercedes diesel fans. Pierre Hadari, uh, <laughs> if you have three extra hours a day <laughs> that you need filled with diesel talk, I highly recommend Pierre Hadari. Is that the guy from Florida? That's the guy from Florida. Yeah, Central he's good. Florida. He's good. Yeah, and he's all about saving money and... Uh, just he just wants to diesel the whole world. Old Mercedes diesels. He understands the the greatness of it. But I'll tell you, Spike, as I drive around these days, I, I have to admit something. When I see a Tesla, I feel a little <clears throat> scared. I feel like oh yeah, that guy's. I think that guy's probably faster than me. It's happened to me. And, happened to me today. And you feel like. That feeling I always had for so many years in the, the latest, greatest 9-11. Now there are other ways that it's this, that, that plaid thing, 2.1 yeah, yeah. to 60. I had a Y on my tail and I was in a little sporty deal. Yeah. And I was surprised that he was right there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, They're you, quick. You, you they have, are quick. You have to be impressed with We're, what they've We done. are at the final, final development stage of this electric typewriter. Yeah. This is it. Right. You could have the greatest typewriter in the world. It's finished. Or you just get a Tesla and you, you enjoy it. I don't want to. But do you really no. want to? I don't. No, I, I want to live in my, in my world now. Yeah. You know, we never talked to Johnny about the Mission E because he took that around the track in Mallorca. We don't, I guess that was me last week. I never asked him. What's the mission? You mean the mission R? Is it the mission R? Yeah. That's yeah, the, the mission R. The, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, the Porsche electric race car. Yeah, well, that's, that's... When that's a car you can buy at a dealership, that's the game changer. Right. Because it's got aero and Shall it's we electric. speculate what we think the next... Uh, better than anything Porsche is going to be? The... the, the uh, the hypercar, supercar? We talked about it last week on the show. Oh, okay. That's about, and nobody has any new information. They're, they're pretty tight-lipped. They know that you're a leak now. That They don't seem to be leaking anything to you. I'm, I'm a little busy. I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be electric? It's got to be. Because Why? The 918 was a hybrid. And we, we have to go electric. That's where this is going. Here's why I don't you think it is. You want the fastest car, it's going to be electric. Let right. me read you a headline, and I would have agreed with you. Porsche invests $75 million into synthetic fuel startup. Mm. Gas made from carbon, captured out of the atmosphere, possibly coming to a fuel pump near you. It's this going is- to take a lot more than $75 million. That's not going to result in a new fuel. Do you understand no. what they're even saying? <laughs> no. Automakers, but this this gives you a very clear direction for performance cars, the ones we like. Automakers of long-lasting collectible enthusiast cars like Porsche, Audi, Koenigsegg are desperate to keep their heritage on the road in the face of cataclysmic warming world. Porsche is putting its money where its mouth is, investing that money in a synthetic fuel startup. Now, see if you can follow this. Uh, they've put $22 million into a Chilean startup. 
little Chilean. <laughs> the Haru, Haru Oni is in the testing phase, already producing a small amount of e-fuel in Chile. Here is the process. Now, this is the piece I've been wanting to know. Good luck following it. The process of making the fuel is fascinating. Wind-produced electricity is used to make green hydrogen through electrolysis. Wow. HIF Global then synthesizes the hydrogen with captured CO2. After refining that, the fuel can be used in your average combustion engine with, from the lowliest Geo Metro to the slickest yeah, I, Boeing 747. I wish the listeners could see my face as you're reading this. <laughs> sure, it belches CO2 back out. Don't you bullshit yes. ever. <laughs> it belches out CO2, but it's not really adding that much. Does that? Can you follow any of that? Windmills? It does. It, it does this seem on, like spy. PR? It and seems chill. like PR, this right? This is PR. Then no one's inventing new fuel for $22 million. <laughs> but uh, but I, it gives me an idea that I'm going to come up with something like that, that I can get them to give me $22 million, just so that they can say something like that. That's not working. We take Look, I mean, did you talk on the phone today with anyone about cars? About something that somebody has, anything on them? I got, I did, a, a guy I know has got himself a Ferrari Testarossa with 18,000 kilometers. Wow. It's red uh, with a with a brown interior. Another guy I know, and, and he's, this is a guy who's, who's a car guy, um, but he's, he's, gonna, he's starting to go in that direction. Another friend of mine who I didn't know was a car guy, a guy by the name of Andrew, just got a 1971 280SL. Uh, kind of a a dove a, a dove gray maybe creamy white uh, one wow. and uh, another guy a spike the guy that uh, we sold our eighty seven our, our right. silver metallic the meth car yes he yes. he just bought a really low mile uh, nine nine six GT three wow so people are those like, are great cars I love those cars yeah, yeah so yeah those are cool. He got on a bring trail. I think it. I think the final closing price was in the uh, in the mid hundreds. Really? Yeah, those cars. Spike are- once got airborne in his nine nine six GT three and changed lanes. I did. Yeah, you. The car came off of the pavement. <laughs> Where? Changed lanes. I don't know. You just told me. You said I jumped into the air. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hooning it around that Las Vegas uh, track. Do you remember that? Remember you rolled it into your Vegas appearance yeah. that they would give us racetrack yeah. time. Yeah, that was absurd. That was fun. Yeah. Are you kidding? Still got pictures of that day. That's show got, business, man. Yeah. When the casino says, what, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. I expecting him to say, girls. girls and <laughs> I want you to give us the racetrack for a day. And they go, okay. okay. <laughs> and then we raced around and I blew my engine. And I brought it in. You did? You've, you've heard this day. story. You've heard this story, but I'm going to repeat it for those of you listening who haven't heard this story. And uh, they said, we're going to, we found metal in your engine. You're going to need a new engine. And I said, no problem. And Jack uh, Murphy said, uh, the only thing is, uh, you didn't have it on a racetrack, did you? And I said, nope. And he goes, you sure? Because the head of Porsche uh, service is going to have to approve this. And I went in my head going, I think that's the guy Jerry just introduced me to at the Las Vegas track. And it was. And I said... Rick Perkins. Uh, yeah, it was Rick Perkins. And I said, yeah, no, no I never had it at a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it went through. I guess wow. I didn't make an impression on Rick that day. <laughs> but the only guy, the only guy 
who could have, uh, who didn't have to know about this, was there with me. The <laughs> witnessing guy, it. Witnessing, witnessing it. the crime. Have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets, the cleaning, the drapes, the dusting. Oh, this is Jerry's favorite company. Your lawn really needs mowing. Spring has sprung, and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning. Aisle 5 and your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the four other million men who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SPIKE20. Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The performance package 4.0, the only tool you need to keep your boys looking good and smelling like fresh tulips your partner wants. Do you like this writing, Jerry? And if you act now, a free box of post-Big Manly cereal. (laughs) Free cigar inside. Unwrapped. Unwrapped in the cereal. Big Big Manly's. Big Manly's. Now with cigar. (laughs) To start... Off your spring cleaning, use Manscaped Lawnmower Foil <laughs> o Trimmer. You guys know I love this. I use it. My dog uses it. My kid, James, comes out of the shower now smelling like Manscaped. My wife hates it. They have Manscaped shampoo and all sorts of things. You know, you just throw it into the kids' showers. I love it. I absolutely love it. Get 20% off free shipping with the code SPIKE20 at Manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. SPIKE20 at Manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped. Love you. There's more more news, guys. Unless you want to go in a direction, I have more things to talk about. But what about some questions from the? We'll get from there. The fans. We'll do that oh, after okay. the final. Oh, all right. Or we can do two sets. Whatever you want to do. James Garner's Hoyer Watch. Now, uh. uh, my neighbor James Garner. I was there the night he died, smoking this very cigar, a Bolivar, wow. in the backyard as the ambulance That's a came good way up. To go. Seven o'clock, and uh, we knew he was gone. Um, and his daughter Gigi. Uh, got in touch with me soon after. She said, I have a bunch of uh, his watches, a car, something to be interested in. I said, look, I'm interested in everything. Well, apparently I'm not getting this watch, but Gigi has uh, given it to the folks at Phillips. Sometime around the release of Grand Prix, Garner, who'd previously gotten his big break starring on five seasons of Maverick and would later lead the Rockford Files, acquired this two-register Hoyer Carrera wristwatch with a 45-minute counter at 3 o'clock and his name on the dial. Mm. I showed you this watch. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. A, it's the beautiful black Carrera. They're small, they're beautiful, and it says James Garner on the dial. And it's going up for auction June 11th to June 12th, Phillips Auction House. Those are the guys who uh, sell those monster Daytonas, who set the record for the monster Daytona. Wow. Remember Newman 12? Daytona. <clears throat> yeah, it was a yeah. new Paul Newman. What did I say? You said one of the giant Daytonas. It was, yeah, it was, it was Paul Newman's. Newman's. It was literally yeah. Paul Newman, and this is going to benefit James Garner Animal Rescue Fund. And uh, if you got the dough, I mean, who knows what this is going to go for? That's going to nor- go big. That's normally not an expensive watch. I, you know, and I none don't, of those watches were expensive in the day. But I mean, they're like I, I. I think they're only about twenty or thirty thousand dollars without the name James Garner on it, but this one will go for big money, don't you think? Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't even begin to opine. You have not uh, my not my field. You have a watch that Phillips is champing at the bit to get, Jerry. How do you know? Huh? We what know. What do you mean? Everyone knows that. Really? Yes. You've posted about it. You talked about it. Well, it was certainly open to conversation. Why don't we you can tell- all converse? There's always something to talk about. What is it? Tell everybody what it is. It's um, it's Vic Elford's 
Rolex Daytona that was given to him by Rolex in 1968 when he won the Daytona 24 hours in a Porsche 907. The first time a Porsche ever won a 24-hour race. <laughs> you have the car. You have the watch. You have the you watch. Have the car, you have the watch. Isn't what this will a, you do? Isn't this what a, will you do? And the greatest thing was you were so reluctant. That's him, right? That's Vic Elford. That's right? Vic, yeah. yeah. That's you talking to him in 98 at Pebble Beach. So yeah. One of the listeners just sent that in. Yeah. Remember and, how uh, reluctant it's, it's, Jerry was to get that watch? You pretty much had to beat him over the head. He literally had did. to put me in a headlock to get me to but buy it's, that. You know, not it, when you're new to the watch thing, you don't understand oh, what's yeah. happening and what's going on. How can that little thing be worth anything? But yeah, it uh, that is uh, something Phillips will, would lose their mind to get. Uh, ben Clymer helped out with it, as I recall. He did. Uh, he went Hodinkee. through it. He, he changed the... Uh, the crystal, I think, wasn't correct, and he found a bubble crystal that was correct for that watch and yeah uh yeah no it runs like a watch yeah like a swiss watch you'll keep that forever yeah the greatest watch ever he brings it out sometimes where it bills on the porch and just puts it on the table and then we all wear it it's pretty great yeah the greatest though is his first immediate reaction to getting that watch <laughs> what was that it's a piece of shit. It'll never see the light of day ever again. Why did you tell me to buy this? It'll never see the light. If I could trade that for a car so fast. What do you mean? I mean, I, I'm. I don't say that into this car. microphone. What do you mean? If there's a car out there, I don't know what car we're talking about, but I would trade that watch for a car in a second. You oh my God! There that. goes our Why DMs. How did he say that? But because it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not. I'm not a Rolex a, guy. I, don't, I would never want to call you a Creedon, but that's a Creedon statement. Really? Yes, yeah. It goes yeah, yeah, the yeah. Car. You're the sitting on a multi-million-dollar thing. How could it's got you? racing lineage. Right. It's got Vic Elford, and then it has you. Right. Okay. You, you know the work of that together. thing. Okay. They, fine. 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 It's got fine. the car. The car. The watch Whatever you do, if, if you ever do sell the car, don't do, don't put the watch with it. Do two separate things. This is the thing that Spike explained to me I found very interesting. Don't sell the watch and the car together because it's two different worlds. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to maximize it's, your money. It's going to be... Yeah, or, yeah. More. or more. Or <laughs> more. <laughs> Get the most. We need more. Zuckerman or loves more. when I say, or more. <laughs> or more. Or more. <laughs> oh, boy. But our friend uh, Steve Serio from Sports Car Market, who we had dinner with last night, Noeo, was explaining to us, uh, just talking about how hot the market is these days. Is 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 that uh, lockdown heat? You think, or or, or you think, or is it uh, electric electric uh, tech coming heat? I Why think, is the car market hot? It's, a per it's like the perfect storm. There's multiple factors. We're locked in. There's inflation. There's been an injection of money into the system that went into the hands of people that already have money. And and yes, we're it, feeling crazy. And we're feeling crazy. And, and we, we want to grab things. And we want to buy things. And we right. realize life is short. And maybe we've lost ah. someone. Maybe someone's gone. Maybe we don't even think the world's going to last. Right. Like I've the, bought like 10 tennis rackets in the last 48 hours. <laughs> None right. of them have been delivered, and I only need one. Right. I just keep buying different colors, raffins right. and arrows and pure strikes. 
And we it's know a, it's a, a weird, carpe diem. It's carpe yes, diem. And, yeah. and I have to say, <laughs> and I don't want to admit it, I'm swayed by the crowd, but when other people are buying, yeah. I want to get buying too. Me too, yeah. Yes. Well, that's just, uh, uh, you know, social mobism. You know, Tulip craze. When you buy a car, it makes me want to buy a car. Yes. Did you want to buy it after we got the touring? Did you want to buy a car? When he got the Cadillac, I Cadillac, wanted to buy. Oh, when yeah. he buys something stupid, it gets yeah. it gets me <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah, if he can be stupid, why can't I? <laughs> I can be stupid too. I can be stupid better. <laughs> he thinks he's stupid. I'll show him stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy a a, a two point oh sixty nine S. That's worse than the car I have. <laughs> show him. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'll call Dennis Glass. Glavis. Glavis. <laughs> He's bringing over that car. That We're car drive it again. has a hypnotic hold on me. I admit it, Dennis, if you're listening, that 63 Morgan Supersport <laughs> in his showroom, you can't need anything less. You can't. There's nothing you could need less than this car. But it, it's romantic. Yeah. It's and beautiful. that and would all end the minute you buy it. And that's why you have to continue this very long courtship of this car. All the fun is gone the minute Dennis you get it. Dennis is going to bring it over. Ah, you're yes, right. it's, the, it's being, come, walking up to the line like a sandpiper. Yes. Sandpipering, walking up to, this, to right, the Right, running down in the, the breaking water. wave yes. and then running back. You're not put off that the car is still for sale after you didn't buy it a year ago? It only makes another it more restoration <laughs> in that time period. What? You're sitting there, it needs another restoration. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is so beautiful, though. Yeah. I thought if we could get it out at Santa Monica Airport, out of traffic, that's how you enjoy that car just blasting down the runway and yeah. the side of the runway watching planes take off that might might uh, help you to well look I'm here for a while Dennis is a good friend he's putting it together uh, we'll put it together he had a little heat stroke today you've never seen it never I'd like to get your take of it, of it. oh boy if it attracts if it appeals to you yeah and it's something that you would feel gee I wish I had that then that'll make me want to get it Zuckerman would really enjoy oh he'd really like it but the second he sat in it, he, he would be done. Don't he you think it's like his uh, Mercedes? What's that Mercedes uh, 300 SL you have? Yes, the Roadster. Yeah. You know that the feeling you color. have in that car? The, the, the kind of Brahmin. Yes. Uh, uh, you have a ride. long hood. Yes. You know, that the car Rich arrives a week before yes. you do. Yes. That's what the Morgan has. Much lower to the ground. You can touch the pavement from the driver's seat. You can just reach outside the door and touch the pavement. And you're not going to go 100, that's for sure. No. Even though the car will do it. Oh, yeah. But it's a Triumph four-cylinder. It's a TR3A engine, which is crude. And if you're a 356 person, you're used to very refined little motors that spin happily and make nice sounds when they run. This car... It it makes a nice little growl, but you could just see those. You could visualize the pistons rattling in the combustion chambers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so loosely fitted are they with a compression of three to one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your feet were getting hot in it because the heat's blown up. We should there. have a drive stupid cars day. We did, Spike, and we I did already one. did yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah did we did that. one. It was great. Slow and stupid. That Slow was our stupid. theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably one of the least liked posts I put on Instagram. <laughs> I enjoyed But you love that. that car. You enjoyed that car. The MGB, right? I did. Midget. Midget. MG Midget. MG Midget. I did like it a lot. I did like it. it By was- the way, the 69 VW Bug, the Sam Beige car. Yeah. 
There was absolutely nothing wrong with that car. We, everybody was screwing with the choke. There was nothing wrong with it. Johnny just let it sit for a minute. I drove it today. It's perfect. And then it started up. Yeah, vapor starts lock. runs perfect. <clears throat> Some sort of vapor lock? No, it <clears throat> was just everybody was trying to adjust the idle and the car didn't like it. Let me do an ad. Then we'll do questions. And then we have one more little ad to do. We can do another question. And then we'll have a show. Listeners, this probably won't surprise you, but I've never been a, a big art guy. Are you an art guy, Jerry? Do you buy art? No. <laughs> you have no art? My wife has. She has art. She likes it's her it. art. You know, uh, there was a Picasso painting that sold for over $100 million in 2021. That's a lot of zeros. Not only that, art appreciation has outpaced the S&P 500 since 1995. Do you think art appreciation has outpaced the car business? Probably, uh, right? It might have, yeah. It might have. Because most of it's fake. Yes. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> That's like, a tremendous it, appreciation yes, from on zero. a counterfeit Picasso. Yes. <laughs> Just like the cars. Which yeah. isn't that surprising considering some billionaires have been laughing all the way to the bank and investing in art for centuries. But this should put a smile on your face. Now you can get... Uh, art just like Bezos, just like Jerry's wife. And I'm not talking about having a messy divorce. All oh, these jokes. Laughing all the way to the bank. Stop saying Stop that. Stop saying it. <laughs> and they wrote Zing. I'm talking about investing in blue chip artwork with Masterworks. Masterworks is unlocking the once exclusive contemporary art market so you can add paintings from iconic artists like Warhol, Basquiat, two of my, three of my favorite, Banksy, to your portfolio. They might be the only three artists I know, and I like them all. I like that Basquiat movie, too. Masterworks is going to give you guys, the listeners, uh, priority access to their newest offerings. Just go to masterworks.io slash spike911. Masterworks.io slash spike911. And see important disclaimers at masterworks.io slash... Uh, masterworks.io slash disclaimer, disclaimer number one. Disclaimer number one. <laughs> we are not responsible for I like that Spike 911 is, is next to Warhol and Basquiat and Banksy and Portfolio. Um, we like those guys. Everybody, it's isn't that kind of like the NFT, buying a piece of a painting, except you'd actually have a, a, a piece of something real. Oh, so that's what this is? You, you it's get a, like you a, a fractional, fractional share ownership? in a picture. You, yeah, never, you a, get to visit. Good idea for a business. I it like is, it. right? Yeah, if you're the one yeah. selling it. <clears throat> yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, first question from Dear Zuckerman. How do you structure your writing sessions? Specifically, how do you balance writing versus editing your work? Do you separate the process of generating ideas from refining them? Wow, or do both great question. I don't think it's appropriate to a car show. Oh, we, t we talk about entertainment all the time, Jerry. Okay, um, that is exactly... First of all, the, this person doesn't need any advice from me. They have already given proper thought to everything that you need to do to be a writer. Structure your session, have an idea generation uh, aspect to your work, and a editing refining aspect. But however you want to do it is fine. But those are the three main aspects. A structured session. Mm -hmm. If you like that, there, my, my friend Colin Quinn just writes all day. He has his stuff out. He wanders in his office. He wanders out. All day long, he's in and out. I can never do that. I have to sit and go, okay, here's the problem. Let's solve it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, right, uh, as, right until the, the, um, the energy concludes. And then uh, either go to something else. I like to work on three or four things at a time. So whatever attracts my interest and seems like fun to do right now, I do that. 
the, 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 when you're writing, you want to have fun. When you're editing, you want to be a prick. You want to be tough. You want to be mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to go, that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Cross it out. So it's both of those things. And we do that every day when we write, right? We have our fun. And then we go, okay, now let's, now let's grow up. We'll what's good here tomorrow. and what's crap yeah we'll be doing it tomorrow morning yeah that's the first thing we do and you also want to have your hand hovering on the record <laughs> button of the zoom just to try to catch the inappropriate comment <laughs> <laughs> always miss um this is for both of you all of us but anybody just jump in from porsches how has your appreciation or view on cars changed over your lifetime mm. did relationships children family change your taste in cars wow great question paul would you like to take that one and and i've always i've always Lauren. contrasted the two of us you had a fully formed and developed sense of car of what a car was about and what you liked about a car when you were a teenager or even and before maybe before and me i was i was attracted to loud and uh, you know muscle car right i was i was caught up in that and it took me a long time to get a more refined sense of what i liked and i will still do something stupid like get that 70 cadillac but did life affect your car choices yeah when i okay in a sense in the sense that no i never let kids get in the way of cars and in fact, when, when I had my first kid, I bought my wife um, a 62 Impala Super Sport without seatbelts. Um, I don't know. That, that was you know, really, was I trying to kill the two of them? But, uh, it sounds cool. Yeah, it was a great car, black with a red interior. Wow. But actually, so I, I would say Steve Levy and you, Spike Ferris, you know, meeting you guys, uh, connoisseurs, and actually wanting to talk to you um, about cars. I know... The different ages my kids have been have influenced my choices a lot. Like, I would buy goofy family cars that I knew would be fun right. to drive in. But oh. that's not your real taste. That's just fun things to no, do. No, but it, affa- it, it, it affects it. I, I do take into consideration, like, is it, would this be fun to put everybody in? Right. Like I remember driving right. Moises. What has he got that big ass machine? Yeah, the, uh, the Benz, the 3.5. It was really fun. And it started me thinking about why don't I have something like that just right. to pop everybody in for trips here and there. The Volkswagen Beetle that you right. sold me, I might not have bought had it not been for I was going to a lot of little kids' birthday parties. Right. And this would be really fun in it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, you're blaring the sign and doing it and now you know and now I'm getting back to uh, the stuff that I like this is James telling me he's negative do you think I'm correct Jerry that you <laughs> that you've always you, you've stayed the same in your yes in your I've always way. appreciated fine uh, advanced engineering and the, what is this feeling when you drive how does how do I feel is this like uh, a fine instrument or is it a coarse instrument and is it the leading edge of what's possible now what can right. be done and when I was a kid with the amount of money I had to buy a car which was about $2,000 uh, the Fiats of the late 60s and early 70s were very advanced cars for small inexpensive cars I mean way more fun and interesting than the Japanese stuff there's nothing American you could even talk about and the British stuff had suddenly become passe mm. 65, 66, 67 MG's triumphs fantastic by, by 69, it was over. There was just so that it, they, they couldn't keep up. But I have a, a 73 Fiat 128 Sport that is still a really fun, nice car to drive. Efficient, well-engineered. Um, Did you buy that first car before you could drive? No. 
No, no. I had my parents' 62 Rambler. I was driving that. Before you could drive. The Rambler. Before I, had, before oh, I could own a car. Those yes. are great. That's my not, said, my girlfriend had a... Ra- was that the one with the push-button transmission? Yes, yes, yeah, yes I had that. Oh, my girlfriend had that car. I loved it. Really? Yeah. Odd. That's we just broke the, down. I just... I, maybe I love the girl. Maybe you just the, the girl. The girl was yeah, all came But I loved the push-buttons. Really? I thought that was really interesting. To the left of the steering There wasn't car. much where I was. And there by was, the way, now in your GT3, what do you push to change the transmission from reverse to drive? You push a button. Yeah. No. Oh, you don't? No, I've got well, you that. Well, you do on the, the, on the stick stuck. that you, yeah. you have to push the, the button on top of the but ball. that stick is like the 2015 GT3. I'm doing all my shifting on that PDK. I'm so happy that is a PDK. So, so, so happy. So happy. Let me read the last ad, and then we're going to do some more questions here. Because there's a really good question coming up for Jerry, and I can't wait to hear the answer. And it must be addressed at this point. But first, we're we'll going to tease it. What it's about for the? It's about your sneaker. It's about your sneakers, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so you can prepare an answer. Let's talk about Graphene Nano Spray Coating 303. Keep your car looking its absolutely best year-round with 303 cleaners and protectants. 303's revolutionary Graphene Nano Spray Coating gives you professional protection in a simple use spray formula. It will keep your car's point paint, sorry, protected for up to 12 months and give you an insane level of depth and gloss. I know this because I'm using it right now. It's fantastic for those quick uh, cleans, you know, that I like to do in my driveway. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost mm, protection. Graphene. Mm, and shine. Shine <laughs> Graphene. It can even be used for quick clean of uh, ups and downs of dust and fingerprints. It is really amazing. I use it all the time for one-two punch to keep your car looking at, uh, protecting it, keeping it looking its best. Go check it out at 303radio.com, 303radio.com, 303products. The graphene nano spray coating is the one you want. Protection and an easy-to-use formula. It will also keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and gives an insane left, uh, level of depth and gloss. And it's protective against those weird, you know, that we ha- get out here, those yellow things. Yeah, the yellow we, dots. Right, this time of yeah. year, the oh, yellow... shit. The yellow dots. Yeah. But, but it's wh- not from bees. No, it is. It's oh, shit. But Zuckerman, look, I can leave my car in my driveway now for like... 10 minutes and there's 30 of them are there that yes. many bees over- it's, it's cold springtime birds and bees oh, wait, it's such a small <laughs> space yeah. just dropping bombs like that yeah. has Do that you- been proven yes because when it hardens why don't you google it i don't know siri here we go low-end garage in chicago now this is because i've been you know taking pictures of my sneakers my clays my new vegan yeah i'm one of their ambassadors now i guess and i took a picture uh, once again but every time really that i take a picture of you you're wearing nike shocks yeah i like nike shocks i think jerry has to address his admiration for nike shocks people are apparently noticing they are and how does one drive a manual with a square shocks heel but first what is it about the nike shocks well i have have had terrible foot problems for most of my life cured Recently, I mean, I'm 67. I suffered from my mid-30s till my early 60s with uh, plantar fasciitis until Mm -hmm. I met Dr. Joseph D'Amico, 333 West 57th Street, (laughs) who was a greatest podiatrist to for the art and science of designing orthotics, and he cured me. When you see me on the TV series, you'll see me wearing. 
those uh, uh, boots I, I wore a lot because they had a steel shank. It was the only thing that would relieve the pain. Right, Virtually every right. step that I took, when you watch me on that show, I am in pain. Really? Yeah. And I was cured by Dr. Joseph D'Amico. But that has nothing to do with why. I like Nike shocks because I like that little extra shock absorption. I have terrible feet <laughs> and a lot of pain. But now I have, I'm completely pain-free. And so I don't mess around with other sneakers. I just like them. I, I walk around Manhattan a lot. It's a lot of hard pavement. And I like the shock absorption. Do they still sell them new or are they just making them for you? They're not easy to get. I, it, it's hard to get them. But they're still a great shoe. And how do you get them? I call Nike. Nike. He's got a little smile on his face. You saw that. I call there was Nike. A little, there was a little grin. Oh, Hello, Nike. Don't Jerry. you pull Nike? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, I sent me some shocks, eh? <laughs> right now. <laughs> I need them now. And do they send you a selection to pick from, or you just take whatever they send? I take whatever they got. I, I love them all. I would, you know, I think, obviously, too, you, there's just a little hint of funny to them. When you're wearing them, they're <laughs> funny and they're good for your comedic, right? Well, sure. You don't want to look too cool. It was the Boeing shoe when it first came out. <laughs> yeah. The, they, the commercial would show a guy running yeah. Boeing, Boeing, I, Boeing. I prefer you in slightly funny things. I've seen you dressed up properly, and it's like, oh, that's the less funny, Jerry. The shock adds an element of comedy to it. <laughs> you said it famously to me, and it really hit me like a ton of of something don't, else don't do it that stop uh, yourself looking funny is halfway there you're halfway <laughs> yeah. to being funny <laughs> it's true yeah although i like stand-up comedy in a black suit i yeah. I, I find because to me a black suit's funny it's funny to see a silly guy in a very serious <laughs> suit <laughs> getting angry yeah <laughs> i don't like these comedians with these uh, raking leaves jackets why is every comedy special right? a guy's got a fall raking leaves jacket like from dads and grads like a nordstrom ad it makes with no the sense zip up. What, what, where are you going the barn jacket is yeah that what you're talking about? where are you going that you need a jacket either get dressed for the evening to perform for people or go where you're going to me a jacket is like i'm on my way somewhere else so when you go to a club in New York, are you wearing a suit when you just No, a sport in? jacket, jeans, sneakers, sport jacket. Jeans, sneakers, shots. Sport jacket's funny. Okay. A sport jacket what? pulls any outfit together you have. If you're wearing a t-shirt and, and jeans and sneakers, you put on a little sport jacket, especially if it's nice, people think you look good, even though you don't. A collar. Or no collar. You don't even know. It depends on your age. You know, my feeling about older gentlemen should have a collar. Right. Unless it's over 90 degrees. Do not go out over 60 without a collar. You don't look good. I really love the rules. <laughs> the Leno's got rules like that, too. Endless I, rules. I would love to just get all of these rules, Letterman's rules of life. Yeah, all made They're up of great books. Yeah. They're good books. No thought behind any of them. Uh, Estevez Breton. We know that guy. What important event in the history of Porsche would you have liked to have been part of? Oh, what a great question. We have the greatest listeners. The Easy greatest. for me. Uh, Targa Florio, 1970, 9.083 wins with Vic Elford and Joe Sifford at the wheel. Wow. Amazing. You got one? Yeah, but it's horrible. I want to see when Ferdinand comes back from, from prisoner of war camp to come <laughs> to, to come to Austria That's and horrible. then dies. Right, 1951. Yes. The old man, yeah. He, they finally they, let him out. The French put him in a thing. I think they were trying to get him to design a new Renault for them. Right. 
And when he refused, they just let him yes. <laughs> cool his heels for two years. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> we'll let you out just before you die. That's a good one. I'd like to be invited to somebody. What about Ferry Porsche's wedding? Somebody's <laughs> wedding. I was just saying, <laughs> there's a wedding I want to go to. <laughs> and I'd like to bring my, my camera. And I'd like to take some pictures. Um, and then maybe I'd like to see Le Mans. I mean, uh, Le Mans and 917's race. Yeah, that's time. a good one, that Spike. That's a great one. That would be sweet. Um, let's see. Oh, we, there's no way to answer this question. What's the best Porsche color of all time? That's a good question. The, the best is judgment. You could say more. What is the most traditional color? White? What's your favorite? What's your White? Favorite? What's my favorite? Probably those nine seven. I, I don't know. Silver, I'd say. I'd, I'd stick with silver. Depends I, there's on so the many era. great silver cars. Snore. I know. Okay, so. Hmm. The early ones. We or just, silver. We just did a beautiful color. I, I it would be somewhere in the blues. I got sure. one for you. Your Mexico blue fish card. silver gray made with real color. fish scales in the early fifties. Really? My my yes. fifty one fish silver gray. Yeah. What kind of fish? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever fish volunteered to do it. <laughs> Is it really true? Yeah, real. Don't fish you want to know what kind of fish? I would like. I'd be good to know that. Yeah, Google it. You won't have to. Somebody is going to send it right. to us after they listen to this show. Let's be honest. Yeah. Mexico blue is the greatest Porsche color of all time. It's unreal. Yeah. Riviera blue the other night at Bill's was really it's outstanding. It's a derivative, but... but glowing. That. Just glowing yeah. in that shot. Right? Just glowing. And... Uh, um, your service your what is that tangerine? Tangerine. What about um what what was the other orange of that era? Well there was signal orange. Viper green. Oh Viper course. green uh, uh, and Mexico well, blue are the two greatest those colors. Seventy three mm. RSs and seventy fours are great for yeah. vibrant colors. Mm -hmm. Ratium is great. The sky blue of the early Ratium green, yeah. Thank yeah, you. the early speedster. What about Speedster Blue, 1954. Yeah, killer. Right. That's I think every decade yeah. has, has its own color. Yeah. It was hard. We're, we're specking this GT4 RS out, and we you know, thought we were pros, and we went down a wormhole just like anybody else. And the three of us were going back and forth. and Nothing easier to make yourself crazy. Yeah, it's hard. Trying because, to make the quote-unquote right decision. Yeah, because yeah. every yeah. color is going to look different. different. When you look at it, it hits your cones and rods. Yeah. And Do you know how I did it? Aside from consulting the both of you, um, this car will have a Visoc package. So I was Googling paint-to-sample GT2 RSs and just looking at Google image search and, right. and waiting for me to go, oh, like that, and taking all my oohs. There were about 10 of them. And then <laughs> slowly the next day looking again, oh, wow. And then it was five. And then it was down to three. And then they were all the same. Um, but I think we made the right choice. I think you'll like it. But that that's really the only way, is that first moment of looking at it, yeah. you don't think about it too much. Right, you like right. it, do you not like it, right? And we spec'd it out just like that. It's going to be good. Uh, Jerry gave, high, uh, gave the 912 high marks on a recent episode and would love to hear more about his 912 ownership experience. I happen uh, to just acquire a 68... 912 with 30,000 miles on it from Italy in Bahama Yellow. Mm -hmm. 
and I drove it today. It needs to be gone through. It's clutch is bad. It needs a tune up, you know, but it's in great shape. But when you get in a 912, you can just drive it hard and it's fun and it goes yeah, fast yeah, and it's yeah. light. And it's honestly, it's better than a, any other 60s 911. Because if you if you like that feeling of lightness and um, balance, tossability, oh, yeah. balance, you know, it's just it feels cheap and easy, and it's just fun. It's remarkable. There was two cylinders cut off the back of the engine, makes such a difference in the car, the handling, the characteristic of it, and where the engine is placed. If you open the lid, you see, oh, it's, it's way forward, forward from where a 911 engine is from the six. That car. We need one, Spike. Yeah, but it's not just any 912. You I have mean, to get the right one. We, were, and then you we have happened to, to be it. together when that car was delivered down to the airport. And remember, we took a right and yeah. it was just sitting there. And yeah, you went, oh my God, there. it's all original paint, right? Yeah, yeah. For, he you had know, another great one. What happened to that one? The green one? Yes, sir. I sold it to Sam. Mm. Sam Cabiglio? Yes. Cabiglio. Cabiglio. That was another great car. That was a great car. Irish green, hard window Targa. What do you want? A hard window Targa, soft or coupe? You don't care. I do care, except for the fact that the the greatness of it. it, I would put a priority on how great is the car before what iteration. Not easy to find. Right. They were bought, you know, they were inexpensive. People bought them and used them. Yeah. Arts VW, thoughts on the Carmen Ghia. Now that air-cooled Porsches are demanding obscene money, will will they ever become worth more than a Beetle in similar condition? We love those cars. Right? Love the Carmen. You Gia. still have one, right? I do. I have a Carmen Gear with a 912 engine and a uh, 911 suspension. Wow, and it's really great. 63 sea blue uh, hardtop. Mm-hmm. But you feel like you're in a sports car. I, I love them. I, like I love Type the 34s also. You like those, the yeah. Razor? Yeah, those are cool looking. Yeah, I've I've had a few of those pass under my nose. Nice ones. I didn't know you. Uh... Yeah, I, I I like I like the front end of that car. Right, the front end is so beautiful. Right. Me. Spike is is Matt Farah coming back to your <laughs> podcast? Will he ever come back? No. Will he ever be no, invited back we're done. these days? Uh, as Jerry so eloquently put it <laughs> earlier than this moment. Nothing that happens on a podcast matters. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that has to do with cars matters. Nothing that has to do with cars. Yes, of course Matt will be coming back. We love Matt. And uh, no no little argument is going to be a problem. Um, yeah, he'll be back soon. I want to have Sam. Did, you know, his name came up. And we did such a good show with yeah, him. Yeah, that was a great day. show. We yeah. did Bill's. Yeah. I want to bring him back because, you know, I'm learning about podcasts. I now, I've been listening to this one and others because I drive to work. We have to drive to Hollywood every day. And people like stories. And Sam he has, has great yeah, stories. Yes, he does. From back in the day. Yeah. yeah and he tells them, well, and any car you ask him about, he'll tell you a story. I was in Europe one time <laughs> and I had one of those. Like that and agent I had of a, yours. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get to Lisbon by nightfall. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was married to Elvis Costello while driving this <laughs> car. <laughs> she told she used to tell me that um, when he would be he would have little those little Sony TVs and when something would come on the TV that he didn't like, he would throw the TV through the window and it's and it would smash down to the ground. 
All lies. Really? <laughs> yeah, all lies, I guess. I don't know. Maybe she was married to him. <laughs> I don't know. St. St. Clair will know. St. St. Clair. <laughs> He, he must have been using somebody else's desk, right? And that was the guy's <laughs> office, and he was just needed a stapler, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest introduction to show business. That is true of show business now. Yeah. Yes. It's damn hot. Whose desk is that? <laughs> damn hot. Who? No, who was that? Who was that guy? I, I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going through my desk. <laughs> this is a good question. It's a, It was 103 today here in L.A. So how do you choose a car to drive around in? Anybody. I, I'm here in the Defender. And, I don't uh, care about air conditioning. Really? You Even don't? on a day no. like today. What? Even on a day like today. Yeah. Ooh. I like to turn that vent window on myself because my first car in L.A. was a Fiat 124 sedan. Yeah, yeah. So I put those vent windows right on me, and if you're moving, you're fine. Yeah, you're schwitzing, but uh, it's a hot day. So what? Schwitzing. I had to have lunch at the Polo Lounge today. I needed to drive in something with air conditioning, and the, and the car I had was the 98 Turbo. And the, it pa- the, the ocean blue metallic. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was driving air-cooled turbo, Air conditioning was working just fine, sure. and I, I, right up to the to the Beverly Hills Hotel, it was fantastic. That's nice. Well, by know, then they had it sorted yeah. out. And what's great is they, you know, these valet guys know they know who to give the ticket to, and they know who not to give the ticket to. Right? They know who's gonna. They can just take the car, and the guy's gonna grease him. And right. We, yes. Right. And they just have my number. The minute I pull up, they don't give me a ticket. Sir, we'll keep it close by. Ah, uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Question for you, Zuckerman. Ninja09 would love to hear you compare the E39 M5 and the M2CS, since they are generally considered the best bimmers of their respective eras. They are so completely different yeah. in, in development. What's common is the is the thickness of the steering wheel the the great bmw seat position um it, yes there's a commonality in in, in your in how you drive and how you're sitting and how you're feeling but no in, in terms of power and uh it's just how many years is that is that that's 20 some odd years of development more yeah. isn't it? The, yeah. Is that the first M3, the one with the fat fenders? No, they're the, talking my E39, which is the white M5 that I have from 2002. Uh, and so, yeah, you're talking 20 years of development. Yeah. One's naturally aspirated. It's a big car. It's four door. The other one is that little two door, uh, and it's turbocharged. But you know, you're in a BMW. That's for sure. 718 Spider RS, real or imaginary? Real, very real real very real that one we do have some information on yeah they've been blabbing about that and i'm sure they don't mind us saying it get ready what is a brand that throughout your life you guys have done a complete 180 on for better or for worse for me it would be uh mercedes diesels Mm -hmm. Uh, something i had no understanding of what in in the 80s why anyone would drive something like that and now i just love them I, because I, I missed the moment in time when people thought technology was kind of had come to a standstill, and they just were focusing on quality. Right. Uh, and it wasn't thought that you know we're going to need a whole new chassis, and mm-hmm. every, everything's going to have to change every few years. 
So I miss that era. It, it was such a, um, it was so ordered, you know. Everybody knew Mercedes was the best. There was no question about it. There was no better car you could buy. And But I didn't understand them. And uh, now, now I love them. Zuckerman? Well, for me, it was a Volkswagen Bug. I, as, yeah. I never, <laughs> a good one. I never got that car as a young person. Never wanted anything to do with it. Maybe you know, I thought hippies or or something silly that it was it was past its prime. And now, I, I've grown to appreciate. Really? Yeah. Now well, this I, is news to me. You didn't know that? No, no I never said it. I was a, as a younger person, I thought, who would want one of those? But what about the cheeky advertising? That that, that must was have before to you. my time. That was. Oh, you know, really? Yeah, yeah. A little younger, so right. uh, so yeah, you know, I didn't get it. Seemed like something so before my time. You know, if you read about uh, the young life of Ferdinand, the father, right, uh, living in this little town in Austria and figuring out how to get electricity into his house when no one in his neighborhood had it, and his father comes home one night and the entire house is lit up. He builds a generator and a I don't even know what the hell you need, but he electrified the house. Is a teenager, the only house on the block, the only house in in the town that had electricity, and how brilliant this guy was, and he was completely nuts, you know, total um, total spectrum guy, I'm sure, and when he developed this idea of the flat four engine in the back, and you know to maximize the passenger compartment the aerodynamic considerations the lightness all of those ideas were so completely unusual to their time the guy really was a genius yeah absolutely yes yeah, cool and that and car, he had influence on mercedes on ferrari he really touched every major car maker before he had his own company yeah and couldn't hold a job in any of those companies <laughs> <laughs> he was completely impossible one guy saw his genius and asked him to make the uh volkswagen the people's car we know <laughs> well, who that, that was. was a competition amongst several people yes and uh they liked his design the best for me it's the tesla it was so easy for me to make fun of tesla just by reading what other people thought and then i drove it and now i liked them I really like, I like that. The, what is it called? The Model Three, the Model Three, Model Y. No, I like the three. You I like think the, the three. design of that three is just fantastic. When he, you uh, have eight dollar gas, he has sold so when many. When you have more all cars. these Porsche Connect problems, and then you get in that thing, and everything just works, and you don't have to do anything but put it in drive. Did he blow uh -huh. out three hundred thousand cars in the first quarter of uh, this year? I was reading something about really? how yes, he's on track to have a million car year wow. soon are the germans gonna catch him no they are no. not no they're dead wow i think they know they can't because it's uh there's this technology issue that they're so far behind on how their cars drive better than the teslas drive but teslas look like they handle really well not as not the type of driving we like to do but when they do that whoever can pull that off that that's it whoever can do the tech but isn't the tycon like that it doesn't have the app, and it just doesn't have that. It's just got the Porsche tech in it, the mess of Porsche tech. Uh, the Tesla is a thing. It's the iPhone. 
Right. And you're talking about flip phones that maybe have the same shape. Right, right. <laughs> you know, that's the analogy I would use. Everybody just wants an iPhone. And once you have that experience, it's hard to go into the other stuff. Right. But they don't yet have the driving experience. And the Taycan, they've engineered the Porsche drive feel into an electric car for the first time. And that is something. Mm-hmm. They just need to steal some of Tesla's... Uh, programming guys software I'm guys. sure there's been plenty of car companies that have thought about buying Tesla but cannot given a market I valuation think it's too late I think it's too late unbelievable started with those the little Lotus Elises right it was a laughing it was a joke yeah joke 2008 was the first nine was the first time I saw one of those right and I just thought stupid those cars have value now really people want those sure look at what they became it is a good question. Do those electric cars, are they collectible? Those are they just, cars, I have seen them knocking around. People want them. The first Tesla. Like buying the first Apple computer. Yeah, there's a market for that too. Yeah. How big of a market? Not no. big, but there's always nuts out there that want things. Well, that's our show. As we say, as we look down on other nuts. <laughs> there's always these nuts. <laughs> look who's talking. <laughs> you got to know him. Zuckerman, thank you for inviting us out here tonight. It's gorgeous. First warm night, Baldwin Hills, this beautiful view, your beautiful house, Mexican food. Jerry, listeners always freak out when you show up here it's on the show. It's always a pleasure, Spike. Thanks for having me on. We love having you here. Um, your wisdom and your knowledge, his historical <laughs> knowledge. of poor, I'm always impressed with it. Absolutely. And, of course, you guys listening, we love you, man. The best listeners in all of automotive podcasting. We'll see you next week. Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.